stories, big guests, the big picture. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge. Weekdays 1230 to 3, 770 CHQR. Okay, I get that there are legitimate privacy concerns that governments must address and even government agencies, including uh, police. But there also needs to be transparency. And, and I think we need to err on the side of that. Now, we had the story recently where in Edmonton, not so much in Calgary, but in Edmonton, there was a really strange and disturbing trend toward keeping the identities of homicide victims a secret, not releasing those names. For whatever reason, that was the approach of the Edmonton Police Service. To their credit here in Calgary, that hasn't been the approach. But now we do have an issue in Calgary because the Alberta Serious Response Team, ACERT, has decided that they are not going to release the names of those individuals who were killed in police-involved shootings. Why not? Why, Why would we be taking that step? Now, the Calgary Police Association spoke out against this last week. Other uh, President Les Kaminsky says ACERT has taken the position to protect the identity of these individuals and their families because they are victims of homicide. That is ludicrous. These are not victims. They are dead because of the actions they took. Well, perhaps, and that's what ACERT is obviously going to, to attempt to determine. But there's no reason why this should remain a secret. So the Calgary Police Association has called for this policy to change. So too has now the uh, Alberta Federation of police associations. It, it is a curious decision to, to keep these identities secret. Great piece today in the Calgary Herald on why this matters and why should we should be concerned. Joining us to talk more about it well, is the author of that piece, columnist Alicia Corbella. Hi, Alicia. How are you? Good. How are you, Rob? Really good. Glad you could yeah. make some time for us here. So, um, I don't know, have you, have you been able to, to get a better understanding of, of what ACERT is doing and why? Well, you know, ACERT on its own um, has had meetings with other ACERT-type organizations across the country who have no jurisdiction in Alberta. So the Alberta, uh, the Manitoba um, form of ACERT, which is the um, Alberta Serious Incident Response Team that deals with serious incidents involving the police, has no jurisdiction in Alberta. So the, these five um, types of ACERTs from around the country got together and made up some rules. Well, these rules are just are rules that they, they can choose or not choose to, to um, follow. And so they've decided quite on their own without any consultation from the looks of it, to um, not release the names of people who've been shot and killed or shot um, or injured in a police incident. Even if the person who died in this case was shooting and injured and tried to murder a police officer. And, you know, what's really bizarre about this, Rob, like, I mean, you think back just, I don't know how how long ago, but I was I was alive. I'm 54. So uh, police shootings were the, uh, the the killing of a police officer was the last remaining capital offense in Canada. Yep. Right. Like, it's serious stuff. You shoot a police officer to try to kill them. That's about as bad as it gets. Right. These are the people who represent law and order in our society. And, um, you know, you go shooting them, um, it's really, really serious. And to keep that person's name secret 
so that we can't find out any more about this person. Was he out on bail? Had he just had a rash? Of, was he mentally ill? Did he need to be in hospital? Like, what? we don't know anything. Right. Where did he get his gun? High-powered rifle. It penetrated the, the body armor of this police officer. I mean, you know, there's a lot of questions, legitimate Need to know questions. This is not purient interest. Gee, we'd like to know, you know, what his favorite color was and, you know, what kind of car he drove. No, we want to find out the real important information. Who is this person? Why were they in the state they were in? Why was he shooting at police officers? Why was he doing carjackings and, and holding up grocery stores? Had he just been released from jail and not taken to a halfway house? What happened, right? There's a zillion questions. And we've seen in the past, Rob, that if when you do find out the name, and, and you know, this has been mentioned in the stories, but um, that, you know, there was the case up in St. Albert at the casino, and a police a RCMP officer was, was shot and killed there. He was murdered, Constable David Wynn, and his partner was wounded. And we found out the name of the person who... Um, committed this terrible crime, who ended up killing himself. Well, the RCMP released that person's name, and we ended up finding out quite a lot about that individual who had been released from jail um, and was committed a bunch of new crimes and was released on bail. Yeah. Now, the fact of the matter was, was he was still on parole, and... By breaching his parole conditions, he should have been sent back to jail. He wouldn't have been on the streets and would not have killed that officer if if sort of reasonable procedures had been done. And as a result of that, now people who breach their conditions on parole are not offered bail um, for obvious reasons. They obviously need a bit more work. And so, you know, that officer would still be alive. If, if, but as a result of knowing that perpetrator's name, the Alberta government was able to change the rules on bail. We learned something from it. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, murder, murder, anything on the whole homicide spectrum should never be secret. Not the victim's name, not the perpetrator's name. It always must be open. Because, you know, this is what you see in these um, dictatorships. You know, you hear about, well, my family, my whole family disappeared. <laughs> yeah, like, I mean, that, that can't happen here. But if, this, if we head down this road, I'm not saying it's going to happen, but I'm saying, like, if we keep on heading down this privacy road, I mean, where is it going to lead? Well, and that's what worries me, because let's, let's take the example where the, the officer was shot and there, there was uh, obviously a massive manhunt to, to find the gunman. He ended up burning down this garage and, and, and died. But mm-hmm. if he'd been captured alive and if he had been taken into custody and charged, there'd be no question, of course, his name would have been released, right? Absolutely. We would know his name and um, we'd be able to dig into what his criminal history was by um, contacting the parole board and uh, the rest of it. And we, we, would, we would know some stuff about him. And, you know, the trial would be far enough away. We, initially, we could write about it. And then as the trial got closer, we would not um, reveal any more information. But, you know, it's really important. But, I mean, we're, we're headed into this really bizarre world. Like, I mean, we have ACERT calling these men victims, 
um, we have uh, the the fellow who was shot when he um, uh, in Bridgeland recently because he um, he had a knife and he attacked a police officer sitting in his in an unmarked vehicle. Um, he ended up dying, and you know th- that needs to be investigated. Listen, you know we don't know all the details, but um, th- you know they're they're talking about oh, in, in deference to their family, their grieving family. Well, I, you know I think anytime the police shoot someone, I think we should get that person's name, whether they're innocent or not innocent. Well, and that yeah, and that's significant because I, I would argue that you know Anthony Heffernan in that case, I would argue yeah. that Anthony could be described as a victim. I don't believe he he I should agree. have been shot. And what's interesting is that it was his family that wanted his name out there, and of his course. brother Grant this week has said that they also disagree with this ACERT policy. Yeah, yeah, of course they do. They they want the facts out there. What they want the truth, and they want to honor their loved one. Um, you know, and. Uh, and on the other side, if the person is is not such a great person, um, unlike the, the Heffernan, like I do agree that Heffernan was a victim of uh, of overstep by the police and overreaction or whatever. Um, but you know, we have the uh, the minister of community and social services minister Irfan Sabir. He actually said that. Um, our thoughts are with the family and loved ones of the deceased. He made no mention of the police officer who was almost killed. I mean, is that not bizarre? That was, that's enhanced. That was said in Alberta's legislature in Edmonton. Yeah. Now I'm, I'm always sorry. Listen, I'm sorry. Anytime anyone is killed and it's, and it's violent and it's tragic, whether they're the bad guy or the good guy, you know, because I think people are redeemable. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, having said that, like, if you're going to say, you know, um, our thoughts are with the family and loved ones of the deceased, shouldn't you also say, and we are praying for the officer who was um, critically injured? Well, yeah, still yeah. in hospital? You would think so. Uh, yeah. can, can the Alberta government fix this? Is it is it within their jurisdiction to say no? That that's not how it's going to be. That there is going to be transparency. Couldn't they address this? Yeah, of course they could. They could address that um, completely and say um, uh, uh, victims and perpetrators of all homicides must be named. Very simple. Mm-hmm. And they could uh, they could say that. Um, uh, you know, uh, that with regard to ACERT, I mean, they're the boss of ACERT. This is under the, the Ministry of the Solicitor General. They can do, uh, or Attorney General, they can do whatever they want. I mean, that's what gets me is when, you know, you hear these uh, these politicians in the legislature here in, in Edmonton saying, oh, you know, well, you know, the, the rules are, and they're following procedure, and, well, you guys are the legislators. I mean, ACERT, the people you appointed to, to run ACERT are not the legislators here. They don't get to make up their own rules, which it appears they're doing. Yeah, because it's... in the past, they've released names. I know. So suddenly it's like this big privacy concern. Like, I just don't get it. No, I don't either. Uh, Alicia, we'll leave it there. Uh, CalgaryHerald.com. Um, focus upon your piece today. Uh, thanks so much for joining us here. Really appreciate this. Oh, you're welcome, Rob. Take Always. care. Cheers. Lisa Corbella, columnist with the Calgary Herald, CalgaryHerald.com. And I think she makes some great points. I mean, take, for example, we talked about this case yesterday 
where a notorious Calgary gang leader walked free yet again. Not because he was acquitted of murder as he was in 2016, but because it seems we couldn't get the matter to trial in time. So he walks. I think there's a lot of concern about somebody like this walking around free. Can you imagine a situation where somebody like that gets into a shootout with the cops and is shot dead? That we would keep that a secret? We're not going to tell you about some notorious gangster who should have been on trial and is instead walking the streets and causing trouble and is all of a sudden killed by police? You're not going to know that? That would be preposterous. So, yeah, absolutely, there should not be this secrecy, and it is perplexing, especially given, as Leach Corbella points out, that this just it's a new policy out of nowhere. So, yeah, the Alberta government can and should fix this. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 1230 on News Talk 770 Calgary.